Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello, and welcome to another episode of All by the Popcorn. I'm Emily. And I'm Alessandra. And today, we're talking about Downton Abbey Season 2, Episode 4. Yes, and uh, without further ado... Oh, I think I'm getting your sound as well, which um, is kind of concerning. But uh, you know what? That actually will work. It's just I think you're getting a little... Today, you're just going to sound like you're you're talking to me on Zoom. So it's only going to be recording from my end today. (laughs) Okay, I mean, should I keep recording from my end just in case? Yeah, that's that sounds okay. good. And uh, everybody, okay. let's listen to the Downton Abbey theme because I've somehow figured out how to how to do this. Okay, here we go. Do these episodes have names? Um, I don't think so. Oh gosh, this is recording. I I can't believe it. <laughs> But it's, it's also catching me. It's also catching you, Emily, yes. Like the surprise. It, it is, it's a big surprise. Hey. Hey, look what we did. Okay, so, yeah, at the moment, you are just being recorded by my Zoom, which honestly... Makes it so there's no weird lag and I don't actually have to pair it up later. So that's kind of fun. That's true, too. So, yeah, I mean, if it sounds good, we'll just keep doing it like this from now on. But, but yeah, I mean, I'll just keep recording on my end just in case shit mm-hmm. hits the fan. It's fine. It's a good idea. Um, but anyway, thank you for everybody to be here. We we Downton is is now fully the convalescent home. Um, they seem to have gone at least several weeks it says it's 1918 now so it's been months i guess so i i like these i like these interesting aprons like these guys are wearing like the this this middle piece like attaches to one of their vest buttons (laughs) (laughs) it's very convenient very uh it's very efficient Uh, we have edith doing her normal things bringing the men all their mail yeah parcels Mm mm-hmm uh, Mary is is she's trying to convince Mary to do the, um, oh, the singing. She wants yes. her to sing the like little the, they're little gonna concert do, they're uh, gonna do. Yeah, a concert for the for the the convalescent home guys, the the troops, the soldiers. Yes, yes. And um, at the moment, Cora is just spewing things, spewing stuff to do left and right, and. Obviously, obviously, Isabel is getting quite irked about this because yes. she's not involved in any way. She's just shown up. So she's just like, what can I do? And Cora's like, it's been done. And then she's like, I went to talk to some nurses. and They're like, oh, our, our times have changed or something. And the lunch, the lunchtime has changed. Everything's changing. And 
Cora is just ignoring her and, you know, barking orders at people. And, you know, when Isabel's like, I've only been gone like a little bit. Um, Cora, mm-hmm. can I talk to you? And she's like, nope, no time. Gotta go. Bye. <laughs> yes. So um, Isabel is just, she's, she's not happy. No, right now. she, and I think Cora's doing it like totally on purpose as well. Like to try oh, to push Cora out, like to try yeah. to push Isabel out, obviously. Um, I, completely. Yeah. And then we see that Ethel is talking very cutely with the, uh, one of the officers, I think major something. Flirtatiously. Um, yes, very flirtatious. Major mustache. Edith sees, yes, major mustache. Exactly, <laughs> Emily. That's exactly what he is. And uh, Mrs. Hughes catches them as well. So this guy is bad news bears, as as we find out. Um, then Violet is, is he talking. though? I have I have some thoughts about this later, but yes, I, okay. <laughs> Should I just play this little scene between Violet and Lady Mary because I think it is really cute. Yeah. Yeah, let's play it. And it kind of sums up kind of what happened last last episode, too. Mm-hmm. What a lovely day. Are you quite sure about Lavinia? She wasn't Sir Richard's mistress. She gave him the evidence to settle a debt of someone she loved. And this is your beau, is it? A man who lends money then uses it to blackmail the recipient? He lives in a tough world. <laughs> <laughs> and will you be joining him there? Richard Carlyle is powerful. He's rich and getting richer. He wants to buy a proper house, you know, with an estate. He says after the war, the market will be flooded and we can take our pick. Oh. And you can dance on the grave of a fallen family. They will fall, lots of them. Some won't rise again, but I don't intend to be among them. That leaves Matthew. That's done now, Granny, finished. It's time to move forward. What about Sybil? Does she have anyone in her sights? Not that I know of. Are you sure she has no chap in mind? How odd. I had an endless series of crushes at her age. I don't think so. Not even some man she doesn't care to mention. What do you mean? Well, war breaks down barriers, and when peacetime re-erects them, it's... Very easy to find oneself on the wrong side. Really, Granny? How can you say that I'm too worldly, but Sybil's not worldly enough? You cannot be so contrary. I'm a woman, Mary. I can be as contrary as I choose. But- oh, great line. Loved that. <laughs> Violet had a real, uh, had a real, uh, what's her name? Lady Catherine <laughs> a oh, moment. Yeah. Oh, how yeah. odd. I mean, she just, I think that really summed up a lot. It summed up what happened in the last episode, which we found out that Lavinia was uh, helping, she was being blackmailed, essentially, to help Richard Carlyle with the newspaper. And the fact that, and then we kind of bring up the whole Sybil situation, like, um, she's like, what's going on with that? Does she have somebody that she doesn't want to talk about, you know, on the side? Which obviously means it's going to be propelled forward in this episode. I mean, there's lots of, no one brings it up if it's not going to be brought up like times 10 later. I know, exactly. So that, that sets it up really well. Um, then we have, uh, Isabel trying to talk to Mrs. Patmore and also Mrs. Hughes about the situation with the lunchtime being changed and that, like, Cora has changed the patient's lunchtime so that the staff could get a 
a more reasonable lunchtime at noon, and then that kind of adjusts the nurse's schedule. So she's just she's just pissed that she wasn't involved in this um, decision making. And I think we should play a little bit of what she says to Cora because I think it's like it's just so many things that kind of perpetuate the rest of the episode. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm just going to play this. Yeah, lots of clips today, guys. You know why? Because we can't. Because we can now. May I have a word? (laughs) Can it wait? No, it cannot wait. I've just come from downstairs, where I learned that my timetable has been wantonly disregarded. If you mean the new lunchtime, the wretched servants were having to eat at 11 and then starve until their tea at 6. I know, what the fuck? So, I've also discovered that you've torn up the nurse's timetable. Torn up? Of course, it would be foolish to accuse you of being unprofessional since you've never had a profession in your life. just a minute. You may think that you have the right to ordain the universe. Oh, my God. But in this field... No, not in this field. In this house, yes, I do have the right. Given me by Dr. Clarkson and by the law of the land. This is my house. And I am in charge, right alongside you. And if you would stop your bullying... That's enough. I will not listen to this. If I am not appreciated here, I will seek some other place where I will make Earth a difference. I, I mean it. <laughs> She's I like, cannot yes. operate where I am not valued. You must see that. Certainly. <laughs> I shall go. I will. Perhaps it would be best. <laughs> I repeat. She's such a bitch. I mean it. I'm sure you do. And so do I. <laughs> Why did oh, you... that was that was hilarious. But like, what did Isabel think was gonna happen? Like, of course she was gonna say, Yeah, go, I don't want you here either. And this and this kind of like confuses me because like I know that some of the men like might still need tending to like if a wound opens or anything, but they're supposed to be on the mend and just kind of at a place to relax. So it almost seems unnecessary to make like such a huge deal about needing to have like health like I don't know health officials there because aren't they supposed to be like they're supposed to be good now like yeah. supposed to be like of course things can happen, but. Like, it's just, it's not supposed to be that kind of place. Like, it's yeah, just it's supposed not a, to be. It's not a hospital. For, it's more no. of a retreat. Yeah, and there are nurses there that should be able to to handle small bumps and bruises. Yeah, and wound tending and yes, stuff. Yes, and wound tending. So then like, we have this conversation with Lady Sybil and Tom Branson. And basically... There, it, he didn't get fired. The, he didn't, yeah, he did not get fired. He's fixing up on the car. And, you know, his attitude in this episode really irked me because he's just like, he's you know, like. such an asshole. He really is being an asshole. He's basically like. He's being selfish. He's yeah, being so a right. selfish asshole. Yeah. It, it makes and, me, like, sad. Like. <laughs> well, yeah. And Sybil's just trying to think of what's best for him, too, because she's like, you're still staying here, even though you wanted to go do something else. Like, you should have taken this chance to get out and and do something that you've been actually wanting to do with your life. Like, you don't want to be a chauffeur the rest of your life. Why did you stay? Like, this was your chance to get out. And he's just like, I have my reasons. You're going to run away with me someday. Like, you're going to you're going to fall in love with me. I see it. I know it's going to happen. And Mary's and, conveniently uh, walking up on them oh conveniently obviously and then she's just like right there in the background it's not even like conspicuous she's like standing right there and neither of these people have any peripheral vision apparently because they're having this entire conversation about them being lovers 
in front of somebody. Like, just straight up somebody who's up the street. <laughs> Basically, yeah. I don't know how... I, I think she's... I think Mary, like, slowly approaches so you can hopefully, like, hear more of it before they notice her. In her um, excellent red outfit. I want this so bad. <laughs> I love this coat. Like, I love her coat. Her maroon coat. Oh, it's beautiful. They always wear, like, really long coats over long skirts, which obviously really works for somebody who is thin and tall, but I just feel like if I wore that, I would look absolutely insane. Like, I also the... love her, like, ginormous <sighs> collar of her shirt, oh, like, hanging over her coat, because it's just, like, a really pretty, like, metallic, like, so a satiny yes. co- color, like, over her maroon. It's beautiful. It's so beautiful. It's absolutely beautiful. Um, so, yeah, Mary is, is completely getting the idea that Branson and... Something's happening. Yes. Branson and Sybil have something going on. I mean, she just, like, clearly walked up and saw that that was, like, a... That was, like, a 30-minute scene that they had to shoot. They were like, oh, we gotta do the Branson and Sybil thing. And then they, like, went outside. They're like, Mary, just come up on the bag. We have to shoot this once. (laughs) Just just shoot it. Like, yeah, that's all we need. It's like, like, oh, but I I blinked too many times. No, no, it's good. It's good. Let's go. No, no, no. It's cool. It's cool. I've been watching this show called um, Toast of London, and mm-hmm. it is the funniest. I was going to bring it up in our topics, but I just didn't get a chance to. It's very kooky. It's this British comedy, and it has Matt Berry in it, who is Laszlo in um, What We Do in the Shadows. And it's this, like, yes. British... He is, like, the funniest thing, and he always... He does these, like, voiceovers a lot, and they're hilarious. And that's kind of what, what they do, where they'll just be, like... He'll, like, cough in the middle of something, and he'll be like, let me take that again. They're like, no, it's fine. It was good. Everything's good on our end. <laughs> oh my god! I I also I also recognized his voice um in Disenchantment that uh uh-huh. or, or Disenchanted. Yes, that, he's um, the pig. The pig. <laughs> yeah, and he's oh in Advil god. commercials now. This guy's going places. I mean, he he's already Advil. Big yeah, Advil. Um, oh wow. Okay, so then Cora just goes and and tells um Doctor Clarkson that. She doesn't feel like she's needed at Downton. And, you know, to be honest, she's not. And um, she's like, I'm just going to go to France. Um, yeah. Like- I mean, and and Isabel's reasoning behind it is just because they're just having this petty fight. And she's just like, she's not she's not trained to deal with this kind of stuff. And then, you know, Dr. Clarkson just takes Cora's side. He's like, that's her house. Yeah. She can, she can boss you around as much as she wants. It's her house. Yeah. It, I mean, it's it's... I definitely see where Isabel's coming from. She really wants to be useful. So she's like, I'm going to go to France um, to to be a nurse there instead. Um, so I hope nothing bad happens to her because France is a very perilous place. But she'll be extremely useful there. Yeah, she's just, she's so sad. She's like, the, the, the doctor's like, you'll be missed. And she's like, she's like, I hope so. Probably by you. But not by Lady Grantham. I'm like, I'm like, what is like, just, just fucking leave. Like, I know, just like, can you just, just get over it and I, get I, out? I do feel really bad for her because I don't want her to be, you know, I, I like yeah, her. I, I don't want there to be ba- bad blood or anything, but like, but like, just fucking grow up, go to France, <laughs> just, just like get out of here. Yeah. Okay, so then we have um, Edith and Mary just practicing their song that they're gonna do. Actually, getting along. Mm-hmm. It's it's cute. Like they're they're really not at each other's throat. I think they're just getting older, and and less at each other's throat all the time. Mary's really getting up there in age, though. Like it's nineteen eighteen. Like she's got to be like twenty four, twenty five at this point, right? Yeah, probably. 
Yeah. I mean, that's old. <laughs> you and better they make get married. A, they make a really cute joke. Like, Edith's like, oh, the song would be, this would be so much better with them if we had a man. And Mary's right. like, wouldn't that be something? Like, wouldn't that be, <laughs> wouldn't that be grand? <laughs> um, then Robert says to Mary that the Richard Carlyle has asked Mary to marry him. A lot of yes. Mary's situation. He let, he let Robert know that he proposed. Yeah. Which, He's asking for permission now. <laughs> Yeah, and she, he's like, have you decided yet? She's like, well, I haven't told him, but I'm going to accept it. And then Robert's like, but you should tell, you know, um, Matthew that you've accepted him and, and just just tell him. And she's like, fine, if it'll make you happy, tell him. Jesus. <laughs> yeah, because everyone's like, everyone's like, but what about Matthew? And she's like, Matthew is done. Leave it alone. We got to move on. Yeah, um, it's... But, you know, I'm glad that she tells him because it kind of, it continues to postpone her engagement to, to this guy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, then we see Isabel off and Mrs. Bird, the cook, and Mosley are like, Mosley. are like, what are we going to do when she's gone? We need a purpose. Basically, that's, uh, yeah. that's it. <laughs> that's their I, thing. Yeah, this kind of happens over a couple of different scenes, but yes, yeah. basically... She leaves, and they're going to end up not having much to do. They're going to be bored. Yeah. Um, oh, Mary walks in with uh, Sybil getting getting ready for dinner tonight. Um, you know, she's saying, like, it's nice it's nice for you to, to uh, grace, grace us with your presence tonight. She's like, well, it's easier working here because I can just quickly, you know, get ready for dinner or get back in my nurse's clothes. Mm-hmm. Um, and she basically confronts. Sybil about Mary confronts Sybil about what happened with Branson. She's like, "What were you guys talking about?" Yeah, and you know, and I like what Sybil says. You know, she she's like, "He's a person. We can talk about other stuff. Like we can be friends and stuff like that." But like, Mary knows what's up. Like she knows that Sybil has like a soft spot for him, and it's not just because he's like. I think because Sybil sees that he's a driven person, and he has like these feelings that are so strong about something. That that's what kind of attracts her to him. But to be honest, like, we really haven't seen her completely be, like, head over heels for him or something. Like, she's not, like, every time they talk, it's usually, like, some kind of argument. Concern and argument, yeah. Just (laughs) always. We don't really see There's never any sentiment or or love there. (laughs) It's just, like, just, why are you doing these things? Yeah, which kind of is, like, weird. Like, I feel, I don't know. Like, I, I just yeah, feel like it, it maybe... definitely didn't feel mutual at all. Like, Sybil does like, I mean, Sybil is definitely interested in him. She's interested in his passions and, and his interests. But, but it, there just doesn't seem to be any chemistry there. Like, it, it... I don't know. I, I mean, I, I don't want to, I don't want to say anything because I know what happens. But at the moment, <laughs> they just keep having, like, a lot of fights, right? Okay. Right. Right. So then we are in at the front, you know, in the trenches. That's the only thing. We always see Matthew just walk around in the trenches. Um, but this yep. time he has, uh, he got a letter from Mary, but he's with, um, he's with William. William. Yes. William yes. is his, is his soldier servant or something, whatever his, his <laughs> job description servant. is. Yeah, that's what they called it last time or something. Like, yeah, I think like you're Ma- right. Like Matthew lost his soldier servant or something, and he needed a new one. I mean, that's like a great, 
great job for William to have. Like, I feel like if any, if there's going to be any place where he might be slightly safer, it's with, it's with Matthew. Um, cause I just feel like he has kind of, in terms of like the writers being like, well, if we kill off, you know, William or something, we'll have to have Matthew there for the drama. You know, it's like, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, um, so they're basically just saying that they're going to be going on leave, I think, um, at some point, right? That's what they're, they're talking about here. Um, they hear that Mary is going to get married, and it, it seems that Matthew isn't perturbed by this. He's just like, she doesn't know that I'm coming back. Maybe we can discuss it in person. Um, yeah, we don't really get a reaction from him because, I mean, he's kind of being told orders at the same time, so he's not quite he's like kind of paying attention to two things at once one the letter and then one the orders that he's being given and so and he kind of has to move out like they're they're moving very quickly him and William Mm -hmm. um but yes they're supposed to have leave soon (laughs) and one one thing I kept saying during this episode we're now to Thomas and O'Brien and one of the things I kept saying was why does Thomas keep hanging out like in the he's not working he's just outside smoking or he's or he's in the in the servants' quarters, like hang, like talking to O'Brien. He's not working. Like I don't know what he's doing. What he's is just... he exactly supposed to do? Like I don't know. I don't know why <laughs> he's there. I honestly have no clue other than to he... just be a nuisance. I think he's supposed to be somebody who's like the intermediary between Cora and the soldiers. And I think like the soldiers will listen to Thomas if they if okay say they like are like okay, soldiers, you're taking up too much of the drawing room. We're going to have to push you back five feet. This is a whole entire day that we have to do this. Um, Thomas, you're the one who has to organize the beds being moved and whatnot, right? But that's, like, it. Like, I don't think he, like, even really directly interacts with the people very much. We haven't seen him talk to, like, a single person other than O'Brien and all the other shit. Other than O'Brien and, and and the rest of the other, like, maids and footmen and stuff. Like, he did, like no one else. He doesn't talk to anyone. Yeah. So, who knows? But, anyway, he's talking to O'Brien about the fact that Bates is working in a pub um, nearby. And he makes a comment about Lang, that he is loony, and then O'Brien's like, don't don't say that about Lang. And I think O'Brien's, like, starting to realize just how much of a dick Thomas is, like, to everyone. And, like... I hope so. I really hope so. Because she's just, like, kind of... She's <laughs> fighting back now. Like, she's, yeah. she's, like, she's, like, don't be a dick. Like, don't say that those things about Lang. Like, like she really... She is starting to fight back at him. So I don't know if if that's gonna amount to something. She still has his back way too much, and I'm just, like, you've gotta... O'Brien, oh, you've got... You're better than this. you gotta... You gotta leave him. Gotta but of leave course him. she she does something very aggravating in this episode, which begins right now. Mrs. Bird and Mosley are just trying to, like, figure out what to do um, while they're home alone without anybody else in this big, yeah. big-ish house. Mosley's, like, cleaned the suits, like, three times. <laughs> Mrs. Bird's, like, cleaned the kitchen, like, seven times. Like, they're just... They're... They're bored. Yeah. They're very bored. And um, it walks this kind of... They left the front door open? Yeah, like... they well, they left the door open to the house, but not to, like, the gate. Like, the person comes in, this, this veteran dude off the street who looks a bit shabby. Yeah. He's like, you know, the door is open, which, you know, makes sense. I mean, it's like, it's like the servant's quarters area. If you're going in and out all the time, sometimes you probably leave the door open. 
But this yeah, guy, it like, doesn't mean you should just walk on in. But you know, whatever. I think he's just really hungry, and I think he just really wanted some food and and was desperate. He doesn't yeah. seem to be somebody who's thing. like a a vagrant and like somebody who doesn't want to take care of. Him. Like, I'm not saying that like all vagrants are like that, but it's not like he's like some guy on drugs or something, just like throwing himself in there being like insane or something you know what i mean like he seems to be very respectable and like asking them for he seems just like a guy who's who's hungry and he's just he's just seeing what he can get yeah and at at first they're like first they're like food what do you think this is and then they're like no let's let's find you something so they did and uh that's Mm -hmm. the end of that and then now we are we are back with matthew and william they are just the two of them it looks like they're they're like spying on the Germans or something. Yeah, they're like they're on a special mission, I think. And they were going from one place to another and they get caught between crossfire between two two Germans and like other soldiers. And so then that's kind of the end of their situation. And they get like shot at and we don't know if they've if they survived or not. Right, right. Very and then quick. um Mr. Mosley goes to the big house to talk to Mr. Carson about what he can do to possibly become um, a footman or a, a valet. valet. He really wants to be the valet to the Earl of Grantham. Like that he is wants his... to do something. He wants yeah. to do something. But I and know that he fact wants that... to be a valet. <laughs> and, and I have a comment about this later because, like, he gets really into, like, being a valet because, you know, Carson's like, oh, you know, I had... It wasn't a heart attack, but it was basically a heart attack earlier, and uh, I could really, uh, could really, really shouldn't be too stressed out. But you know, Carson's always stressed out. But the the extra help will be good, and not to mention this house is down like three or four footmen. So I don't know why they yeah. didn't give something to Mosley. Like just I'm to just be like, a footman. Like I'm just like, give this man something to do. It doesn't have to be a valet, but give him something. Like, yeah, he has no use down at the it's just, you know, you'd think they would be a little bit more logical about this, but that's not how the show works. We we gotta build up the drama. We gotta bring up Mosley to tear him down. Oh gosh, I know. And that's what that's why the show irks me. <laughs> like, <laughs> like no one no one thinks logically about anything in the show. Yeah, um, then Daisy's telling Mrs. Hughes that, that, because Daisy knew that William was supposed to come back for a couple days. Yes. She's like, oh, he's not here. Something is wrong. Um, But then she also mentions to Mrs. Hughes that they- About about Mr. Bates. Yeah, Mr. Bates being in in the pub. And then she was like, oh, I thought, you know, I thought this was common knowledge. I'm sorry. Um, to Mr. Carson and uh, Mrs. Hughes. So they're just like a little... The secret's out now. (laughs) Yeah, basically. Everyone knows now. Um, And and everyone's starting to get a little worried about about William and and soon-to-be Matthew. It's mostly William right now because of all the servants, but... Yeah. But soon-to-be Matthew. Um, Oh! And now Thomas is getting his ass handed to him. Um... (laughs) Because he didn't share his knowledge about Mr. Bates. And, uh... But she's like, he's like, I'm not under you. Why would I have to say anything to you? Like a fucking asshole. Um, but, you know, they don't give that treatment to Anna later, who they're like, Anna, you know, Mr. Bates is here. And she's like, I know. They're like, then why didn't you tell us? And she's like, well, it's not my secret to tell. And it's like, they're at least, like, nice to her and mean to Thomas because that's how it is. 
It's a double right. standard right there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I think a Daisy's reading the newspaper, probably trying to get any knowledge of, you know, what might have happened, I guess. But they're just mm-hmm. like, go to bed. And then Thomas comes in. Ugh. being a total dick. And he's like, hey, Daisy, thanks for fucking ratting me out and telling Carson. And she's like, sorry, I thought everyone knew about this. It's not yeah. my it's not my fault. And Thomas is like, yeah, we'll just just shut up. <laughs> uh, and, yeah, O'Brien's like, why don't you uh, talk back to um, uh, Robert? And he was like, well, he doesn't, you know, I wasn't just going to tell him. He's the, he's the Earl of the house. Like, it's not going to, that wasn't very nice to do that. Of course, O'Brien's like instigating it. Like, why don't you just talk back, you know, because that's, that's how you should do things. You should talk back. Um, no, which is not shouldn't. true. Like you shouldn't talk back. You uh, really shouldn't. And Ethel is like, oh, I'm so, you know, you're so lucky cause you're free. She's like, I would love to be like you. You can, you can like live your life. It's like, you're like a bird in the wind. You can just go wherever you want. <laughs> you're, like, you're like a bird in the breeze. <laughs> yeah. Like you're so Ethel's lucky. Ethel's just like super annoying too. Cause ugh, we'll talk about it later we'll talk about it later. <laughs> Fucking talk about it later. She's always been mouthy. Um, Ugh. Mouthy, but she's such a hypocrite. We'll talk about it later. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so Lady Sybil is kind of she's she's walking around very concerned about this fact that Branson has confessed his love to her, and she she's always concerned about you know, something. <laughs> yeah, she's always like in a sense, like you know, trying to figure out what's best for her, trying to you know sort out her demons, and in this case, it is like hard for her to obviously Branson is asking a lot of her, which we're going to play that clip later. Um, and it's, it's, it's weighing on her a lot. Then we have, it definitely um, goes to show that Sybil doesn't really like to be told what to do. Like she, yeah. I mean, like she'll, she'll do what she's told, but if it, if it's against her, her better judgment or her better interests, like, like she will, since she'll kind of rebel, like, yeah, I mean, she is kind of, she's the rebellious one in the family, I think, in a lot in a lot of ways, like Mary. Um, like, Mary's being rebellious by not marrying, like, a good match, but um, she used to be more like that. Now Sybil's kind of doing, like, well, I'm going to pave my own way here. That's that's her thing. Um, Robert, Robert called Anna. Uh, Anna, yes, saying, like, yeah. why didn't you tell anyone? She says, it wasn't my secret to tell, which is stupid and dumb, but, you know, whatever. Not my place to say, or whatever the fuck they say. Um, and she's like, well, you know, he's going to settle stuff with Mrs. Bates because she had some dirt on Downton and all that stuff. So he's just trying to, like, stay away from her because now he can divorce her. Like, we're basically rehashing everything that happened in the first episode. Like, the, the, the last episode. The third one. I know. Like, some stuff, it doesn't seem like it moved on. Like, and it's... And it's... Can't, can you pause it for a second? Yeah, sorry, sorry, okay. sorry. Oh, so at the very end of this of this episode, like, I, I'm not going to say too much because we're going to get to it. But like, it's so hard to tell how much time has passed uh, other than like the mm-hmm. date and, you know, stuff like that. But like, there are things that happen that make it that that let you know that it's been months. But yeah. some of the conversations and situations that are still happening, like Mr. Bates and his divorce and yeah. just like other things, seems like it's only been a day because it hasn't gone anywhere. <laughs> You're definitely right. Yeah. But like, but as we find out later that it has been like months. So it's kind of like what at least a month, at, you know, 
what? Anyway, okay. So then we have Daisy and Mrs. Pabber walking, um, just like talking about how much work there is right now because of all of the, the soldiers in the house. Um, and just like the, the kitchen situation. And we find out that Mrs. Bird is uh, having a soup kitchen in her in the house um, like once or twice a week, which is just like the cutest thing I've ever seen in my life. Like Mrs. Bird, so cute, just like helping these these uh, war veterans who don't get enough from the government, which is dumb, try to, you know, feed them, at least give them a warm meal of like soup. Um, and so Mrs. Patmore and Daisy help out with this. It's, it's just so sweet. Yes, they become very invested, um, and it kind of it'll it'll escalate later in the episode. Yeah, but, uh, yeah, they're doing a really sweet thing. But basically, the guy came back and he brought a couple friends with him, and uh, yeah. I guess it escalated. It escalated from there. <laughs> it's it's really cute. Like I'm so glad that they didn't turn that that guy away at first because I mean it is kind of alarming to have somebody come into the house like that. But Mrs. Bird and Mosley are are fully capable of taking care of themselves and. They seem to have turned this situation into something really good. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. So um, then uh, Daisy tells Edith about the fact that William's supposed to come home and that she should maybe look into this because Matthew was also supposed to come home. That's it. Yeah, I know William. (laughs) We're getting through it pretty quick here. And a comment about the footman. Daisy says, sorry, sorry, um, Edith. You know, if I had to do this because we're kind of down footman. Yeah. Hit, hit, wink, wink. (laughs) Hit, hit, wink, wink. We should have Mosley do this. Um, Then uh, she, Edith, confronts Robert probably like very soon afterwards about the fact that William is um, missing at the moment. And she's like, okay, well, we'll... I'll look into this. Um, Cousin Isabel obviously is in France. There's no way that we know if she's contacted him. And for some reason, Isabel hasn't left like a way to contact her. It's just like, they're like, oh, I guess we can't really get to her. We don't even know where to send mail. Like, that's so weird. Doesn't she have like a spot? (laughs) I mean, probably once she's, you know, once, once she's calmed down or once some time has passed, maybe she'll send, um, a letter like telling them how they can contact her but yeah i don't i don't know like but wouldn't wouldn't dr clarkson know where she went so maybe they could like i don't know or he no, could figure I, out what what place she's at so they can send a letter at least possibly i think if if matthew had like perished like for sure they would have figured out a way to tell her but i think okay, because he was just missing yeah it wasn't like immediate because they just didn't know yet so true True. Yeah. Um, then we're in the kitchen. Mrs. Patmore says something to Daisy like, oh, bring that like crazy weird chicken thing over to the special storage area. And of course, Mr. Mrs. O'Brien hears this and she, or Ms. O'Brien, she's like, oh, store, what are you going to borrow? What's like, she hears it. Um, she, she hears that comment, but then she asks for some baking soda. Baking soda. Yes. To borrow. Yeah. Uh, Mrs. Patmore's like, you're going to, what you know, just borrow it. <laughs> like how, how you gonna, gonna get, it, gonna get back? it back i know yeah it's going in something it's a weird little scene but uh but yeah basically we're we start to notice that daisy and mrs patmar are helping to take some food as well to 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 mrs bird and uh and mosley for the soup kitchen yes um it seems to be under the table at the moment well we'll hush hush 
Then um, Robert mentions that he wants to use the car on Monday because uh, Mr. Bates is working at a public house. And um, everybody's like, wow, this is interesting news. Since nothing else is happening. (laughs) Nothing else is happening. Um, and uh, oh, and the f- and as as the phone rings, um, Violet's talking to Sybil about uh, you know, I think Mary let it slip that a friendship has formed between Sybil and and Branson. No, but she and hasn't. It's just she hasn't yet. But that's what she thinks. Like Sybil thinks oh. because Violet brought it up at dinner that she said something and she actually hasn't said anything. That's right. Mary mouthed like I didn't say anything. Right. That's and of right. course That's Sybil's right. like, I don't believe you, you know, you told you told grandma. Um <laughs> but no, she just was reiterating exactly what she said earlier. The the clip that we played, the big Which goes to show that maybe Mary just should have mentioned that Violet was talking about it earlier and that she might I mean so, yeah. since when do things not get brought up later? Like Mary, you know better. You know how Violet works. Like you should have just She's let gonna... Sybil know that yeah. Violet's been asking about if you have a boyfriend or not. <laughs> um, and then there's the telephone for Robert where he finds out officially that Matthew and William are missing. And um, Edith is hears, overhears it because she's the one who asked anyway. She, she might as well just ask Robert what it is. And so she says, okay, they're missing. They have no idea where they are. Um, they were on special mission and then, then they didn't check in. So, and yeah. I, I don't think it's happened yet or it will happen soon, but I like these, uh, <laughs> these scenes that they've, these shots that they've been shooting, like through glass. So you <laughs> yeah. can see like reflections. Like I think at this part, it's shot through like a, like a glass door and you could see Anna like walking away. Um, oh, really? I didn't even yeah. notice that. That's fun. <laughs> I think it's, I think it's before Edith like a, like approaches. It's before this. I think it is. Um, it, they'll do it again if you like just keep letting this run. I. It happens okay. a couple of times too. Like not even just here. It happens twice here, and then it happens a little bit later, like with something else. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, it's very, it's very interesting shot. I always, I always try to. Oh, I see. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So it's like through a glass pane or something. I guess yes. it's just to make it more interesting. Yeah. Um, yeah. Then Miss O'Brien brings up to Mrs. Hughes about this special storage area that she's heard about. And Miss O'Brien's yes. like, or Mrs. Hughes is like, um, well, Mrs. Palmer knows what she's doing. So I think you should just back off, bitch. <laughs> and then, yeah. And then O'Brien comes up with this crazy story based on absolutely nothing. Like, I just. Nothing. Fact, I'm, I'm sorry, but Cora has just been pissing me off that she just listens to everything that Let's O'Brien play says. that and, clip later. <sighs> Because it is aggravating. I know. I agree with you. Her her face is just annoying me now. Like, I can't even look at her anymore. She's so (laughs) annoying. Okay, what's happening? Mosley comes in. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. The scene. Should I play this one? Mosley comes in. He's like, I'm bored. I have nothing to do. Can I please be the new valet since Mr. Bates is gone? And and we don't want want Corson to have a Carson to have a stress attack. Sorry, Carson. Carson. Yeah. We don't want Carson to have a stress attack. So, but it's Mrs. Hughes who says, why don't you be the new ballot? And of course, Mosley's like, he, I could tell that he was like completely edging towards that like idea that like he, he, I know that that's what he wants. And so he's just like, oh, you know, maybe I could be of help. And he's just kind of disguising his 
his selfishness when he should have just like come out right. Well, I I heard you need a valet. Can I be the valet? Like it, he should have just done that instead of like making them suggest it to him. You know what I mean? Like I just, I think he's a little bit of a, just the fact that he won't go to war just, I, I can't, I, I don't like Mosley that much. <laughs> it seems like Mosley, yeah, he's trying to make up for the fact that he's not in the war to, to just keep himself busy and to make him feel like he's actually doing something because he has been, he has been seeing like the veterans and he's been seeing all the wounded soldiers and he, he feels bad that he's too scared to go, but he's just trying to make himself useful. But you'd think they would know that Isabel left and that Mrs. Bird and, and Mosley like don't, I mean, what do they do? What were they doing before Isabel got there? Like, were they just tending to the house because nothing was there or like, no, like, I think were they, mostly... were they working in Downton? Yeah, I think mostly was working at Well, Downton. Mrs. Bird came from their old house, right? From from Isabel's yeah. old house. Yeah. And, so and yeah. mostly was like, he was at Downton. And he, yeah. he was what like- What was he the, doing? I think he was like the valet who was like the temporary valet for Robert. Mm-hmm. I'm like pretty sure. You just think they would have tabs on this and that they would have given Mosley another job because like- I mean, I, I don't really know what to do for Mrs. Bird since she wasn't she wasn't um, employed at Downton. So, I mean, she I guess she could really just do whatever she wants, but um, cook food but at for least herself. keep tabs. <laughs> just like yeah. make meals just for herself. Uh, yeah. Redecorate. I don't know. Um, sure. And then Mr. Mosley says, oh, I thought I saw one of the soldiers going up to the women's dormitories. Might want to check up on that. <laughs> yep, 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 yep. yep. And Mrs. And Hughes is like, thank you for that info, Mosley. You should have led with that, but thank you, You should Mosley. have. <laughs> Maybe you should have told me and five Mrs. minutes Hughes ago. And Mrs. Hughes is ready to, to, Pounce. to punch someone. <laughs> I, I greatly respect her for this choice here. She goes, she goes to Anna's, Anna and Ethel's room just to see if Anna is sleeping. Ethel is not sleeping in there. She's not in there. And so she's like, oh, shit. And then she hears giggling down the hallway. I know. She opens the door. She opens the door. What what room is this, by the way? Like, like the room that they're in. Is it just like a linen room? room? Yeah. A storage room? And Ethel and... Who does she find? Major Major Mustache mustache and (laughs) Ethel doing it. Doing it. And Do you want to in the linen room? Mrs. Hughes is like, I don't live in a sack. Like, I know what's going on. And Ethel's like, oh, Mrs. Hughes, I, I didn't mean to. And she's like, you're dismissed. Like, you are gone without notice or character. You will leave before breakfast. Like, goodbye, Ethel. Like, you slept with a guest in his house. Like, you cannot cannot do that. <laughs> okay. Okay, this is, this is my problem here. Because, like... The soldiers, yes, they're guests, but they're but it's this it's also turned Downton into something different. I mean, and what's Mrs. Hughes to say that that the maids can't do on their off time? Like it's not like are they not allowed to to be in relationships with like I mean, no, they're they should not... not have been they should not have been doing it in this room. I yeah. mean, does it doesn't Major Mustache have his own room? Yes, he does. I don't know why they don't do it. At his I don't room. know why they didn't do it there or in a hotel. Or literally anywhere else, but I don't think Ethel should have been should have been 
I mean, unless uh, unless there's a strict rule against no having sex with people who are staying at the house. It is, is it really? Stri- yes. It's a dumb rule. That's Emily, dumb of rule. course that's dumb, it's but people are this rule. you got to put yourself in the in the place of this house in this time. Like I don't want you that sounds terrible. You you have this <laughs> you're like you're always holding them up to the standards of like today, which is like yes. sleep with whoever you want, doesn't matter totally get that but like why would you work like like now uh, i mean this this just makes me like feel even more for ethel like 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 why are you working here like this is your chance to like okay you're dismissed go find something better to do like this this seems like such a horrible place to work i'm sorry this is i think it's just like it's hard to get good jobs this is a really good job she could be working in a factory Mm -hmm. um with you know breaking her back every day and losing her eyesight because of radium and all that. Like, this is not, like, this is a good job because it's in a nice house. You get a place to live. You get fed every day. Like, that's not the way it is in every single um, place. But Ethel's like, okay, I want to, you know, do better. I want to be better. But instead of being like um, Gwen, who went and found herself a better job, she just complains about it. Yeah. 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 Anyway. I mean, I agree with you, Emily. You should be able to sleep with whoever you want, but you know that's uh, this is nineteen on your off hours. This is, this is your off hours. This is yeah, nineteen eighteen, Emily. That's not how it works. All right, all right, all right. Still dumb, but all right. Like even Mary was not supposed to sleep with Mister Pramuk. Y- you can't. But Mary's like at a different level than Ethel. What? What do you mean? She's, she, she's put up to she's put up at higher standards. Oh my god! Than Ethel. Jesus Christ! You're, you're, it's you're a completely different world for for people who are the maids and people who actually lit, like are are heiresses of the house. Dude, you're you're completely forgetting that if you sleep with somebody out of wedlock in 1918, that is not good. Like you you don't respect you're that right, person you're right. anymore. I'm completely forgetting. I'm completely forgetting everything. Danny just walked in and said, "No, you don't." <laughs> he no, you he don't. said that. You just, you don't get the respect that you deserve if you do that. And unfortunately- I guess that's just so, okay. But then, but then why did Anna offer to be Mr. Bates's mistress? I just- Because see, they're going to get married anyway. That's why. Because to her, it doesn't matter because she wants to marry him anyway. These that's, rules, that's are, the... these rules are confusing and dumb. <laughs> Dude, I know. That's why we live now and not then. And Thank women goodness. have a lot more rights, and they're not. Thank goodness. But you know, they're still like women still are treated like shit. So we really gotta continue this because we can't. This double standard is is it's still around. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. So then we have um, Mosley and um, Mrs. Bird talking just basically about the fact that Mrs. Mister Mosley might become the valet of uh, of Grant. Oh, I, yeah. I should He's... just play. I'm gonna play that little little bit about what mrs he's bird giddy. says he's yeah he's giddy. very very giddy about this here we go have been staring at me night after night what would you say if they ask you to stay it'll be a big step up for me there's no point in denying it because i think they might do you really mrs bird there goes mr Morsley. Valet to the Earl of Grantham? (laughs) (laughs) Those two are really getting along. Honestly. They're cute. They are really cute. cute. They only have each other. At least they they don't dislike each other. Yeah, that's true. 
Um, then Ethel does not tell Anna why she's leaving, and Ethel is really upset. Um, she's crying. She's yeah, crying. It's. And then and, and 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 then I go back to being mad at Ethel because then I'm like, if you really like, you're crying. You must have really liked having this job. Like, why? Then why'd you fuck it up? <laughs> I think I think she's disproportionately upset because of what we find out later. I think oh, it's it's tied that with that. And we actually don't know that yet. So she's really just upset about having to leave Downton in this scene, but it's also because of the other thing. Um, Then Robert uh, goes to the pub and surprises Mr. Bates. (gasps) Surprise! Surprise, bitch! Bet you thought you'd seen the last of me! (laughs) (laughs) Such a good meme. I love that meme. God, it's... (laughs) So oh, oh, and Anna's Anna's trying to to vouch for for Ethel. She's like, I don't know what she did, but I don't I don't feel like it deserved her to get to get fired. And Missy Hughes is like, What's done, it's done. Yeah, it's... I mean, I yeah, like she shouldn't have done it, you know. Like, and and then that's all that Anna says about that. At least she kind of drops it because she also doesn't really like Ethel. She also thinks Ethel's an idiot. You know, it's kind of like she she's with her and she wants to. Oh yeah, she's her, warned but... her many times. <laughs> Was warned her many times what not to do, and, and Ethel just did it anyway. So yeah, it, that's it true. Matter. Yeah, um, and then they then Mrs. Hughes confronts Anna about the fact that Mr. Bates um, that she knew all along about the fact that he was in this pub for I don't know a month or two. I, I it... God, who knows two months, three months? <laughs> who knows, man? I don't um, even know. Yeah, they do so... they they do the soup kitchen once a week, so we at least know that that two that that three weeks have passed. <laughs> yeah, right. Three or um, like a month has passed. <laughs> just in this episode, like yeah, just in this episode. That's true. Yeah, like a lot of time has passed just in this episode. Um, basically, Mister Bass is just explaining the situation with him and his wife to Robert. Yes, and, that uh, his wife, which I'm still pissed that. <laughs> I know it's because of the times, but and and even though Vera's a bitch, um, the fact that he can divorce her uh, for, for her cheating on him, but he can take a mistress and it's totally fine. Such a double standard. Yeah. Um, it is real yeah. fucked up. But uh, but yeah. yeah, basically that's that's what happened. Um, Daisy's talking about how William is missing to um, Mrs. Hughes, and she's like, just you know, calm down, it'll be okay, and. Um, uh, O'Brien just outward says, well, maybe they're both dead. And then she kind of, I think she kind of like regrets saying that so mean to Daisy at that point, because she's like, oh, yeah, I know that's really harsh to say, but we ought to face it as it, it could be that he could be dead, you know? But I think she kind of like in her face, she kind of is like, oh, maybe that was a bit, you know, too harsh to say to somebody who we all care about, which is William. Like we don't want him to be dead. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, which which I think is why O'Brien says like, which is you know, don't get me wrong, I don't, I want him to be fine as well, but it's just it's one of the hundred different options that reasons why they they could they could be missing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then... and uh, oh, and then we hear we hear Mr. Bates, or they're asking if Mr. Bates will come back to work because Robert's gone to go talk to him. Yep. And, and Thomas course... is not happy about that. <laughs> Thomas. And... And then, like, and Mrs. Er, and uh, O'Brien's like, well, he's gonna be all high and mighty here. Like, it's just like, get, do you... Is he? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that guy is like the 
opposite of high and mighty. He actually is the complete opposite of high and mighty. I think he said something. To, I gotta go back. Oh no no, this is the this is the conversation. He oh. says something to Mr. Bates, and Mr. Bates like completely says the most demeaning thing ever, like to himself. Like <laughs> I, I really should just yeah. I'm, I'm just gonna play it a little bit just so we don't miss it. Yeah. I tell myself it's too early to despair. Talking about Matthew being missing. But to be honest, Bates, I don't think I can bear it. Losing Patrick was bad enough, but now the thought of Matthew gone. And the future once again destroyed. More than all that, I loved him like a son. No, I love him. Let's stay in the present tense while we still can. <laughs> so sad. So, will you come back with me and help me through the veil of shadow? <laughs> it's not what I expected, my lord, but I will, if you want me to. I misjudged you, Bates, and I abused you when we parted. I should have had more faith. I'm sorry. God knows you've shown more faith in me than I have any right to. That's what he fucking says. <laughs> Mr. Bates is Mr. Bates is Eeyore from, <laughs> from Winnie the Pooh. Oh my god. Yeah. He's just he's such a downer. And then he, he really says is. something, he says something later that I'm gonna I'm gonna make a joke about. <laughs> okay, all right. That one just got me and I was like, I was like, oh fuck you, Bates. Um <laughs> then we see and, uh, Mrs. Oh, Patmore O'Brien follows a ton of food. O'Brien follows uh, Mrs. Patmore and Daisy to Mrs. Bird and sees all the food. And she's about to have her conversation with Cora, I think. Oh, crap. Right? We should play that. Oh, God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's, is it after this? I think it's coming. I think it's okay. like right it's now. It's coming soon. It's coming soon. Nope. Nope. Okay, not, wait, yet. Nope. not yet. Not yet. <laughs> not, not yet. Not yet. Mary and Sybil. Mary and Sybil still. Um, she just is trying to tell her, like, you know, Sybil, I did not tell Granny about this. Um inappropriate friendship situation she just started talking about it and i should have told you but she told me about it in the first place but it's just well, granny what, was, granny. So what was violet so she said barriers barriers being taken down during the war and back mm. up like i mean she, she was just like violet was just talking about in general like, just in general yeah not making like, inappropriate friendships basically okay you know, but, but the, that was the whole situation about her being you know um her being like double like having that double standard because she's like well things are changing for women they can do things they didn't used to do but then they still can't do they, these things and she's like well granny you're being really you know you, you're saying one thing doing another you know you're saying you know very yeah that, that's how women are right that's what she was saying and then mm -hmm. this is where sybil completely confesses to mary that um she's in some kind of relationship with branson um, she basically and by just some kind, her. she's like mostly being led on by Branson. I have not <laughs> done anything to encourage this. Um, but she's like, he's asked me to run away with him and all that. She just bears it, which kind of makes me happy. Um, you know, and, and Mary, Mary's a little just like, the way wow. Mary says chauffeur. She's like, yeah. you want a chauffeur? And so it's <laughs> like, Mary, can you just like calm the fuck down? <laughs> yeah, like you'd marry the chauffeur, and what he would just like come to tea. It was like, and everyone no. would just would just 
take it because and then oh my gosh and then what branson says later i can't even (laughs) (laughs) oh we're gonna play that scene for sure we're getting there we're getting there we're gonna Um, gonna get there but she does say that she has encouraged him and honestly she hasn't like the only thing she's done is just talk to him and for some reason branson thinks that this this is love i i don't know what yeah i mean branson's definitely taken it completely completely out of proportion like like sybil hasn't done anything to encourage this I, i know I know, but like she still has feelings for him. As we're gonna, we're gonna find out. Guess, <laughs> guess who's back, 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 back again? Get, get. Mr. Bates, Bates is back, back, back. back, back. Okay. <laughs> it's I, I think I think there's like pretty epic music being played right now. Oh, like it's 100%. just, it's just like it? Mr. Bates is back. Everyone should be happy. Okay. Like basically. Here it is. Stepping oh, on play? the stoop. Boom. There's. His poblin. He's oh, yeah. poblin. Coming He's in. in. And slow pan up. Slow pan up. Who is it? Mr. Bates. He's back. First to greet him is uh, Mrs. Hughes. Mr. Bates. You're a sight for sore eyes. Welcome home. Thank you, Mrs. Hughes. I love Mrs. Hughes. Thought it was you. <laughs> <laughs> I I wanted to joke here when she says I thought it was you. I was like, oh, so you, you heard the hobbling, and they were like, that's specific gate is is my betrothed, yes, my bow. Yeah, like the fa- <laughs> the fact that Anna was just like standing there, like listening, and she's just like, oh, oh, is that a is that a cane I hear? Yes. <laughs> uh, oh jeez. Either so way, mean. they're cute. <laughs> Yeah, we're pretty horrible. Um, <laughs> everyone's welcoming, welcoming, welcoming him back. Goodness. Yeah. And They're just uh, talking about all the like help that they've needed, um, and that the convalescent home situation is is different. And fucking, um, fucking Thomas, Thomas keeps <laughs> keeps coming in with his snide remarks. Why does he keep coming down here? I'm just like, just get I, out of I, here. Because he's like staying in his old room, and that's what he wants. I don't know. He's he's such a weirdo. Um, and then he like keeps saying Corporal Barrow, like don't call me Thomas anymore, or like yeah. And O'Brien, know. O'Brien's like he manages this house. He's a sergeant now. It's like O'Brien, he doesn't manage shit. Shut up. And then he goes, oh, okay, sh- I should play this. I think this is the line that you that you met here. Um, everybody's talking to each other. He runs this place on behalf of the Army Medical Corps. Yet another reason to pray for peace. <laughs> The fact that Thomas is working there as like a higher up, and he's like, "Yet another reason to pray for peace." I thought that was pretty good. Yeah, I actually sniggered, which which is like, uh... <laughs> and I think they're talking about oh, Mosley's just coming in. Oh, Mosley. oh no! Late on his first day of work. He's like, he's like, oh, I'm sorry, I had to run over here. And they're like, oh, don't worry, Mr. Mosley, Mr. Bates is back, so we won't need you to be the valet. Which, again, make him a footman or something. I know. Why he does could he still need- be useful. I, I understand a valet is like a lot is a lot higher up than a, than a footman, but seriously, like, just give this man something to do. He said he even went and bought a, a special shoehorn. Yeah. <laughs> and Mr. He Bates is like. for it. Yeah, and I know. Why they need to reimburse him? He paid for it himself, and then Mr. Bates is like, "Oh, thank you, Mosley." And he just takes it from him. Like, yeah, yeah. 
oh, thank you for spending your own $10 for this, which is a fucking lot of money, probably. And, you know, just thank you. Yeah, thanks. I'll, 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 be sh- I'll, I'll go ahead and use this, you know, when I'm the valet and you're not. Right. Even though I uh, came out of obscurity again to the third time I've come back to town, just so you know. Um, yeah, just remember, yeah, he, like, left yeah. in the first episode and then he came back. This is, this yeah. Is what... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, and... Uh, and O'Brien, like, gives him a... Gives him a... Just like a, a threat, almost. He's just yeah. like, he's like, Thomas is in charge now, so don't get on his bad side. And then... Don't get on his wrong side. And he's like, is there a right side? <laughs> and, and then you kind of, like, think about it. It's like, yeah, I don't even know if O'Brien... Like, he wouldn't even second... Like, he would double-cross O'Brien if that meant that he was, like, gonna get something that he really wanted. You know, like, he's not... Yeah. He's not a good person. Okay, um, then we have that Cora and O'Brien. Thomas is in charge now, and it won't do to get on the wrong side of him. He's not right side. I'm I'm excited to have Mr. Bates's like a. Why would she sell food? Thomas is a bird. It makes no sense. Well, I can't confirm the details of the arrangement. Maybe they both sell it and divide the proceeds. Either way. I felt you should know. Have you said anything to Mrs. Hughes or Carson? I've tried with her, but there's none so blind as them that will not see. I'm curious. Next time, come and fetch me. I mean, what, she thinks that she's selling food to Mrs. Bird. It's like, yeah. what would Mrs. Bird need? Like, they're going to sell the food to make profits? Or, or she thinks they're just selling the food in general? Like... Like, why wouldn't just, they do that before? I don't understand why. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know why. I don't. I honestly have no clue. Um, no clue. Then we have um, our infamous conversation with freaking Sybil and Branson. But but what I was saying before about Mister Bates, I'm glad he's back because he had we had some really nice back and forths between like him and him and Thomas because he would he would really put Thomas in his place sometimes. So I'm uh, excited for more of that. Yeah. Here we go. He, we definitely needed somebody to put Thomas in his place. Yeah. So this is Branson and Sybil. It's his back. Papa must be pleased. And Mr. Carson won't be sorry. Branson, there's something you ought to know. I've told there's Mary. That, that shot that you like. I see. The glass. Yeah. yeah. It's very popular in this episode. Well, let me finish then. Without a reference. No, she's not like that don't know her she wouldn't give us away but you won't encourage us no why are you smiling i thought you'd be angry because that's the first time you've ever spoken about us she shouldn't have done that i know She she shouldn't have said us if you didn't care you would have told them months ago oh i see because i don't want you to lose your job it must mean i'm madly in love with you well doesn't it no. You say I'm a free no. spirit, and I hope I am. But you're asking me to give up my whole world and everyone in it. Well, that's too high a price to pay. It is a high price. Yeah. <laughs> I love my parents. You don't know them. And I love my sisters and my friends. I'm not asking you to give them up forever. <laughs> forever? I will, I will welcome them with open arms. And what about you? I will welcome them. Me? And what about my work? Not work. Bringing hot drinks to a lot of randy officers. Oh, Look, it comes down to whether or not you love me. Say. That's all. No, That's it. it's not. It's not. 
it's no. not how it works. It's not how I've it works. To Vera. I, I mean, why, why didn't they finish that? I wanted, I wanted. <sighs> I know. I agree um, with you. Like he, that whole situation. He's like, we only need love. It's like, what? No, that's it, not. No, it's not. That's that not is it. like absolutely not how it works. Have you read Romeo and Juliet? They fucking died. Like you have to be like it needs to work in some way where it aligns with your life and in your future like you can't just like jump off a ship with somebody yeah you can just drop everything you can just drop who you are just just to have love in your life like that's not that's not it and you if you do you have to be willing to just do that like if you're if you really want that for yourself like that's what you want right like if you want to drop everything you can I don't know, it's just, Branson and Ray is being very, very selfish. He's being so selfish. Um, then we have, like, Mr. Bates just telling Anna about their, like, you know, he's gonna back move back into the house, Vera's situation is still going, we have to be very patient, blah, 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 blah. and then they, like, hug outside. <laughs> <laughs> Huddled outside, yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it's not worth the... I think Anna's just, like, much happier because Bates is in her life now. And I'm, like, happy for the two of them to at least have the promise of a future together. Um, it does make them much more, like, bearable people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Not that Anna wasn't bearable, but she was just being really lovesick. Um, yeah. Then Edith tells Mary about the fact that Matthew and William are missing. Yes, because Robert hasn't told anyone. Um, yeah. But all of the downstairs knows, and Edith knew because she just happened to be there. But she she felt like Mary should know, not out of malice or out of anything, like, negative. She just thought that Mary should know. And, like, I believe her, too. And she's like, for once in your life, like, I also believe you. But you wanted to just tell me to know. And, like, it seems that Edith is, is starting to... <laughs> It seems like she's starting to be less of a bitch. Like, I think I think her and Mary are definitely getting on better terms now. Um, and also, Anna has already known because of the William thing, and she's like, okay, now everybody knows, because um, also William is missing. Um, everybody knows except for Cora. So it's it's been, it's been and a stressful Violet, situation. Probably. Yeah, I mean, does she even really care? Let's be honest. Eh, I mean, I Matthew, mean, she, yes. she cares about William, Matthew. no. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, then we have Cora uh, and... Oh, Yes. The, yeah. uh, the 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 next week of of soup kitcheting, mm-hmm. and we have some special surprise guests: Cora and O'Brien. <laughs> on, a, on a walk, um, everyone's a little scared. Cora's like, "What is this?" And they're like, "Oh, we've just been feeding some hungry veterans once a week, and we just we've been getting extra food because of the military. We thought a little bit wouldn't wouldn't uh, be missed if we." we gave it to some veterans who needed it too mm-hmm. and uh cora was all for this she just said you know next time do it on the house's food not on the military's food because you know she has to keep track of that now and yeah make sure none of it goes missing um so but she's all for this and yeah. she even gives some some nice ideas on how to make it more efficient and fun o'brien's like what the fuck i <laughs> know <laughs> o'brien's just like mm-hmm. You know, it's like, like you're good you're gonna let them go yeah like you're gonna let them get away with this milady it's like yes o'brien i am gonna let them get away with this it was like when um sybil was like she wants to be a nurse and then Cora was like well really 
oh, look, it's Sybil's making a cake. And then O'Brien's like, it's not right. And she's like, well, it's what she wants to do. <laughs> yeah, Cora, Cora does surprise me every once in a while. Um, she, she, she did good. She did good by the end of this episode. She, she did do good. Um, and then, uh, Ooh. <laughs> Thomas gets his ass handed to him again. <laughs> yeah. By, um, by Dr. Clarkson. Doctor, yeah. By Clarkson, who apparently was asked by Mrs. Hughes to reprimand, um, Thomas for acting like an asshole, like a pompous for rude asshole. behavior. Yes. Yeah. Especially towards Daisy. He's, he's definitely like Mrs. Hughes told Mr. Clarkson this, but then later and like, I think the next scene, um, Thomas blames it on Bates, obviously, because he hates yeah. Bates so much. He's which like, oh, makes Mr. no Bates. sense. Like, Mr. why would Bates Mr. Bates, Bates talk, to him? talk to Clarkson? I know, right? Like, it doesn't make any sense. Like, like the fact that these two just like go to assumptions that are just totally wrong. And it's just, it's dumb. It's dumb. They're just, they just want to demonize Mr. Bates really, really badly. Like, they just want him to be the ultimate misdoer, even though he's like yeah. the cleanest person in the world. Um, yeah, which honestly, I don't know why Thomas would come back here because like Robert and Carson still know like what he did. So they know about his behavior. Like, I mean, I hope they don't think that because he has a, a uniform on that he's changed in any way because like they they know what kind of person Thomas is. And I don't Cora see why. It. I know Cora, Cora does doesn't. Know. But... It's so aggravating. <laughs> Ugh, it's so annoying. Finally, Robert tells Cora about Matthew and and um William missing and so she's like we should start to prepare for the fact that they may never come home and we should you know figure out what who's going to be the next heir basically yeah I mean, yeah oh it's, it's concerning then we have another a mirror, mirror shot, shot. Mary. yeah a mirror a mirror shot the fancy shots they got going on in this episode yeah they've been fun you know i also like mary's top it's like a very yeah. floral sweet top and mary's like i don't even know how i can do this stupid concert and he's like it matters like it matters to the people who live here and we should do it anyway even though we're sad yeah you know and we're in it we're gonna suck it up and we're gonna continue we're gonna continue on because other men need to be other soldiers need to be in good spirits as well yeah it's a good you know it's a good way to live, I think, for, for war times. You know, there's not really a lot of time to grieve in a war time. You have to just kind of keep going. Um, yeah. Keep calm and carry on. skirt, too. I know. Really cute. I, oh, it's such it's a really cute, cute color skirt. Yeah. Sorry. It's skirt. the skirt and the shirt. They go well yeah, yeah. together. Yeah. Then this, uh, Edith is playing the piano, and Major Mustache has a little uh, vanishing act Magic going show. on. Magic show. Yeah. Which, you know, he makes something else appear later. And he basically... <laughs> um they're just talking to you know uh violet just about how they're anxious and they don't know who the next heir will be it could be a chimney sweep from sully hall right (laughs) um and oh there we go it's a very good magic act then i'm gonna play a little bit of mary and edith's um song because i think it's really cute it is really cute most of you won't know how rare it is to see my sister edith and i pulling together in a double act a unicorn if ever there was one but in wartime we like all of you have more important things to worry about ladies and gentlemen i give you the crawley sisters i've seen everything 
violence. Sometimes when I feel bad and things look blue, I wish a pal I had say one like you. surprise everyone and it's it, it just a lot of lingering looks there's there's no talking they're just like matthew william and then just like ev every shot of every person's reaction daisy robert william mary like <laughs> just like everyone over everyone over. everyone yeah like they're all looking at each other all really happy mary's just like super happy to see matthew um you know it's it's really cute also i wanted to mention like obviously um mary uh uh what's her name um the actress uh oh just 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 hover over the screen i tried but it's it's not up there there's too many people in the scene oh it's too many people <laughs> oh here we go here we go literally every single person is in this scene so it's, uh, what's, her, it's a... what's her name she's not there oh god oh no there's too much there's too much oh uh, michelle Dockery. michelle michelle Dockery is a an accomplished um jazz singer which i think we mentioned in in the first season yes um yes. and it was, i was so excited that we got to hear her in the show and i've i've listened to some of her stuff on youtube and it's really nice like she's a really nice singer um wow i'm glad that we got to hear her voice in this i hope we get to hear it more um so matthew just explains that they were like trapped behind some germans for three days and they had to like wait wait out um the Germans for them to leave and then they could get out safely, which I mean, yeah, gosh, they made it to some sort of troop, but no one thought it was pertinent to let people know that they were fine. <laughs> I know it's like, but I just don't think that they realized that people thought they were missing or, or something. So whatever, they're back now. Um, which I didn't, I mean, I didn't think they were going to die. Like I thought, I thought I was going to be fine. So it is what it is, but you know, the, the stress of the episode. I'm glad that they solved it in this episode and not in, um, you know, the next one. Weirdly enough, I wasn't, like, they, if 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 Matthew was, was going to perish, they, they would have done it way differently, so I was not worried for him at all. <laughs> like, it would have, this was not how, like, I'm like, I'm like, he's fine. Like, there's nothing, he's fine. Him and William are fine. Yeah. Um. So I was not worried, but um, but now that uh, now that Isabel is is no longer there, uh, Matthew talks about like you know if he goes on leave, he might just go to France to see her or to see his mother, or he might mm -hmm. just go straight to London to hang out with Lavinia. So, 
yeah he might not be he might not be coming back here as often um yeah and she mary brings up you know he he found out that about carlisle that he got it and um she goes well i hope you'll you'll approve and um matthew's like well i'll like him if you like him you know like matthew is saying all the right things that mary does not want to hear but <laughs> mary wants to hear oh you know what i actually changed my mind i want to i want to marry you instead yeah yeah which you know that's a simple answer we, we gotta we gotta build up to that <laughs> It was it was this part between Bates and Anna that that I was like joking about because they're talking about like we have to learn <laughs> we have you to learn to, play to be it? yeah okay like, it's kind of cute but it's they're, also they're Mr. like Bates, in the background so. here yeah who would have thought an amateur concert could be the summit of all joy I've lived in such a fog of misery since I left you I think I've forgotten what happiness is me too but now we must get used to feeling happy. And trust it. God, I want to. <laughs> it was when he said it was when he said that. He was like, God, I want to. And I was like, but I can't because I'm a miserable step. <laughs> <laughs> I want to, but I can't allow myself to be happy. I'm sorry, Anna. I want to, but I can't allow myself to be happy. It's not it's not in the cards. It's not for me. I can't be happy. I, I definitely don't deserve it. Um I'm I'm the scum of the earth. I uh, scum of the earth. I mean, I just don't deserve to to be to be anywhere nice or to wear any nice clothes or to be comfortable in any sort of way. No, nope. um, if, if, if things seem to be doing well, it's only for a limited time because something bad is ultimately going to happen. So, you know, you might as well just go fish out that horrible leg brace from the lake. Um, and just Basically. make me wear it and, and I'll, I'll, I'll just live in pain for the rest of my life. Yep. 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 <laughs> uh, we're almost done. Um, Thomas and O'Brien are just kind of commenting, sh you know, meanly about the fact that they're in love and you know young and shit even though they're not and um <laughs> and then o'brien's like oh are you going soft because thomas is like i don't really care anymore like i i have bigger fish to fry right now and, and she's like oh, are you going soft in your old age and he's like i don't like patronizing because he's the one who talks about me behind my back and um, I have bigger fish to fry. And then she's like, well, obviously I can hold a grudge longer than you. And I think the two of them are kind of, like, I think you're right that they're, like, planning to kind of break them up in a way. Like, their friendship Probably. isn't as strong as it used to be, and they're kind of changing as people. Yeah. Um, and just this yeah. is Pat Morris just talking to William about, you know, she says, I felt it in me waters that he was okay. <laughs> Yeah, and William's like, Daisy, did you miss me or did you have me uh, boxed and buried already? And she's like, I'm glad, I'm glad you're alive. That's yeah. it. Um, then uh, Mrs. Hughes goes downstairs to find. <laughs> oh, she's told to go downstairs because she has a visitor. Yeah. And uh, and who is it? In the shadows. It's Ethel in the shadows. I, so I knew what Ethel's about to say. I'm gonna just play it, because it's kind of a bombshell. What on earth are you doing here? I had to call Mrs. Hughes. I'm sorry to push him, but I was sitting alone until I couldn't stand it no more. You've got to help me. I haven't got to do anything. But what do you mean, help with what? Is this about Major Bryant? Well, that's his name. <laughs> Major Mustache. 
I blame myself for not stepping in earlier. That I will admit. How long had it been going on? Long enough to get me pregnant. Mrs. Hughes, I'm going to have a baby. Oh my gosh! Ding, 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 ding. Okay. Oh boy. Oh man, there's gonna be there's gonna be a the baby at Downton. Um baby. Um baby. Um, I think like in terms of, I mean, we've been having some really kind of shitty endings this season. This one was a cliffhanger. This one was a good ending. This one's a really good ending. It doesn't yeah. just like, I mean, it, it kind of ends abruptly, but at least at least it closes on something like, like yeah. or I don't know. The other ones, the other ones just seem to just abruptly end with like nothing seemingly to like to happen. Like like, like you said, <laughs> a, like without a cliffhanger. I mean, I think I told you last episode of the episode before when Ethel started talking to this guy, and you were like. Well, if nothing bad happens, and I'm like, Ethel's gonna get what's coming to her, and it's a uh, pregnancy. Ah, uh, and I, I should really just stop saying I hope nothing bad happens because <laughs> when is when is nothing bad ever gonna happen? Dude, this show is like, honestly, <laughs> there is a season that I stopped watching where like everything bad happens. Like I just don't think Ugh. that there could be more bad things that happen I'm in that season. I'm not excited. And I I'm just not excited. <sighs> Can't wait till we get there. I'm excited. It's going to be fun. <gasps> it's it's way more exciting to watch this show with you than it was just on my own. Oh my gosh. We're already at episode 5. That means we probably only have like what, three more episodes left of this season? Four? Um, we have 5, 6, 7, 8 and then the nine. <gasps> Christmas episode. So, oh, that's right. Which we'll we'll be having a very special um, Downton Abbey correspondent guest. Yeah, Vicky will be back on the show with us to talk about the Christmas, the Christmas special. Um, wow, that was an episode. That was Just a, a that was a push it from episode. one thing to another. Um, same stories. Some stuff didn't get resolved. Really, Mister Bates is back. Um. I, I kind of like this episode. It wasn't like the best to me. Like I feel it wasn't. It wasn't my favorite, but um, yeah. it 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 did it did kind of it had some nice little stories here that got buttoned up nicely. You know, some things seemed to be moving in a direction. I don't know. The last episode just seemed like we just were given a whole bunch of problems and and like and nothing happened at the end. It was just it was just a setup, and this was kind of like the closure of all of them. So. I kind of liked how this one closed out a bit better mm-hmm. um, in like in tandem with the last episode. Um, but yeah, I mean, all in all, it was like, I, I give it like, this one five soup kitchens out of 10 soup kitchens. That's a lot of soup kitchens. Yeah. It could always use more soup kitchens though. Um, yeah. I give this one. Um, yeah. I'll give this one like five shoehorns. <laughs> Um, out of ten. That was a good one. Have shoehorns? Yeah, I, I think that's. I think that's. I think that's good. I think yeah. that's good. Um, I'm excited to see what happens in the next episode. As always, as I say this after every, at the end of every episode. Um, I do enjoy you... watching it every week. It's every two weeks. I I really do like it. I enjoy us 
talking about it more than me physically watching it but mm-hmm. um but yeah i mean yeah it it depends this 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 episode like made me mad a lot so that just <laughs> but but that's kind of the theme for all of them so it, it definitely is i mean i don't i don't think there's an episode that i'm gonna that i'm gonna watch that i'm never not gonna be mad at some part at least at some part um but that's a that's Downton Abbey season two, episode four. We are slowly making our way through season two. Um, if you enjoy this episode or if you have any comments about Downton Abbey that you'd love to share with us, you can comment on SoundCloud or Facebook. Just search All By The Popcorn and like our page. Or you can email us at allbythepopcornpodcast at gmail.com. If you'd like to rate our show that we have here, you can do that on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Stitcher. We are also on Spotify. So if that's where you prefer to listen to your podcast, you can follow us on there. And um, if you need notifications on future episodes that we release, we post on Twitter at By the Popcorn and Instagram at All By the Popcorn Podcast. We also have merch, so go ahead and check that out. Um, that's it for this episode. Probably yeah, a lot, for... a lot more to come in the next one. Yep, yeah, definitely. Thanks, thanks for listening, everybody. Thanks for listening, everyone. Stay inside, stay safe, wear a mask. Goodbye. Bye. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.